The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Spiritual Ecstasy with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Welcome to Spiritual Ecstasy. My name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. I'm a, known as the physician of the soul, a spiritual teacher, a holistic physician, psychiatrist, family therapist, acknowledged yogi, rabbi, Native American sun dancer, and humanitarian for the last 48 years. I'm also a father and a grandfather and author of 13 books. My latest book is Into the Nothing. And my life focus is helping people wake up to the ecstatic truth of who they are. Today, I'm going to be talking about the mystery of Eros. And the key understanding is the erotic is a conscious way of living, not a goal. It is about being erotically in the presence without a past, present, or future. In other words, to be in the erotic presence, one must be it, not seek it. And that's the insight into that. In my work, I teach a, a variety of workshops, uh, including meditation retreats, spiritual fasting retreats, I have regular programs on Thursday night, Alive and Liberated with Dr. Gabriel, Spiritual Nutrition uh, Hour as well. And I'm fortunate to have clients all over the world that I'm working with. Now, the question that we're really looking at in all of this is how do we live this way? And so we're going to start with that basic question. And the most important basic question, and that is, how can we be in the presence of the divine in all that we do? And it's about being in the presence without being connected to past, present, and future. And so, as I explained at the beginning, erotic living is a conscious way of living, not a goal. It's a way of life. It's about being present without past, present, and future. Now, from a, a kind of overview uh, I'm going to say biblical overview, there's a way of, of talking about it that they had mastered thousands of years ago. And it's living for the sake of the name. And the name is the energy of God. And our name, when we're living erotically, is the face of God. And that we are the unique 
or erotic expression of God. That's the key thing to understand here. And now what do we do with that? Well, if we consecrate everything we do for the name, for the sake of God, it generally brings us into this erotic way of living because the name of God is also a reflection of the face of God. And the face of God and our face when we're living er erotically is one. We become the actual living face of God because we're in the presence of God in our consciousness in all that we do. So personal eros then as a way of life is also continually living in the balance between eros and ethos. Eros is a way of experiencing the divine in every moment, and it takes us to ethos, which is the experience of the divine in all that we do. That is a, the, the way the process really works. And when we understand that, that's when we wake up, see? So our true birth isn't when we come out of the birth canal. It's when we awaken to the presence of God in our lives. That's the true birth, the true awakening. For many people, it's often the day when they're about ready to leave their body, even a few minutes before. It's not when coming out of the womb, as I said. And for some people, they never get born in this metaphysical way that I'm talking about. And so it's a tragedy. And my work is helping people live their life in a way that they can live in the eros of awakening. And it isn't just some vague spiritual concept. It's it's learning to do everything we we do with that awareness. So it, uh, from the point of uh, spiritual nutrition, an area that I do a lot of work in, it means erotically merging with our food and experiencing the presence of God with our food. Now, before we go to the break, I do want to mention that again, this is the program Spiritual Ecstasy. My name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Uh, I teach many workshops, and you can go to treeoflife.mn.co or drcousins.com or info at Tree of Life and get much more information on me and find my website and so forth and get the list of all the workshops. So in a moment, we're going to take a break for a moment. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today.
Welcome back to Spiritual Ecstasy. This is Dr. Gabriel Cousins, and we are talking about the mystery of Eros. And the mystery is the mystery of life. How do we live in the erotic awareness of our oneness with all of creation and with God as part of all creation? So that is the the deep and wonderful mystery. Now, I want to move a little bit away from uh, just theoretical discussion and give uh, a story that may have happened a few thousand years ago. And it's called The Harlot by the Sea. There was a man who just continually felt empty. He had all the money and material goods available. He had a great job. He did it, but he was empty. Okay. And you heard about this incredible harlot by the sea. She was very, very famous. And he sent her 400 gold coins, which in those days was a small fortune. And she agreed to see him. So he traveled to the sea and stood by the door and she finally opened the door. And she explained the process that she would be waiting at the top of these seven uh, golden uh, bed frames. And he needed to climb up those seven levels to reach her. So that's what he did. And the seven uh, beds had golden uh, silver steps. And when he finally reached her, and he was sitting naked in front of her, also sitting naked, something wasn't right for him. And he had ritual garments that he had taken off and had left at the bottom, and they flew up to the top and slapped him in the face. And he didn't really know what to do, but when they slapped him, he fell off the bed. He he fell over. And her question to him is, what blemish did you see in me? This had never happened to her before that he, he, he couldn't, couldn't be with her, you know? And he said, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. But my ritual garments, when they slapped me, reminded me that there was a higher or order or purpose to life, which is to know God. Because of that, I can't sleep with you in this way. And she didn't exactly know what to do. It was kind of shocking. He's saying, I can't be with you like this. I can only be with you fully in the world, in arrows, real arrows. In the arrows of real relationship. And she was overwhelmed. Because for the first time in her life, 
someone had actually seen her for who she was. And in their contract, you're not supposed to share a name or a location or anything. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed by this. What is your name? What's your name of your spiritual teacher? What's your story? And she became quite human in that way. She became authentic. She became fragile and hopeful and scared. And instead of being naked of body, she was naked of soul, as he was. And he explained, she, she said, before I let you go, he said, I, I just don't know, I can't do this. And she said, before I let you go, please write down for me the name of your teacher, your village, and also your name. And as I mentioned before about the face of God, it, you're not faceless. To be in an erotic relationship, we need to see the face of the God of God in that person and in ourselves. Okay, so he left, and she sold everything, but she kept a certain amount, and she also kept. Uh, the the special uh, blanket that was in there. And she went to find the master and she gave him this message and the master immediately understood who wrote it. And he understood that she had transformed in consciousness. And she said, please, she said, teach me that I may understand and, and merge with your ways and marry. And the master understood and he brought the man to them and, and, and he married them. Because she now was in that authentic erotic state where she could actually be in relationship. So the metaphor of the story is that humans are caught in the struggle with emptiness and we can pay a lot of money and try to fill it with things or riches to deal with the emptiness. And even do different things uh, like go to the seashore. Uh, but nothing works until you're ready to be in the erotic relationship. That's the only thing that really fills us in relationship. Now, she didn't know much about relationship or death or intimacy because her work was dealing with fantasy of, uh, and filling up men's emptiness with peak experiences. She essence, metaphorically, was the sacred feminine in exile. But she came out of exile and she became real. And that's the message of what, what, what being living erotically is. And it's also a message of how this can work in relationship. And that's where we're going at this next little piece is to be seen 
is to be loved is to experience the erotic perception of the other. So for her to be seen was a, 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 a tremendous breakthrough because she was no longer an object. And then she moved towards taking on her name, which in a sense is the manifestation of God's name. And she did keep the satin sheets that uh, remained because she didn't, she still maintained and actually upgraded her sensuality and sexuality. Being an eros in the way we're talking about being holy doesn't mean you, you lose those things. It's actually enhanced. So this is a story then about the redemption really of that man and of the sacred feminine moving from eros, which is the launching pad, into ethos, ethos meaning God. And they used the sheets, but it wasn't forbidden sex anymore. The sheets were spread of sheets of erotic, God-centered love. That's powerful. That's a deep way of thinking about things. Now, there are different ways of avoiding eros that people use all the time. You could work so hard that you don't have time to be focused on eros or invoke the eros in relationship. Uh, that's just one of the classical strategies, and it leads to leading a very non-erotic life. And we see this all over the place. And the result of that is people are trying to fill their emptiness with war, battle, riches, uh, power. None of, nothing ever works uh, except to be your authentic self as one with God. But people try, okay? Uh, Meister Eckhart, the great uh, medieval and Renaissance mystic, he says, "Is time is what keeps the light from reaching us. So erotic presence is the ability to touch the soul of the moment. And only being present can free us from our attachments to past, present, and future. Eros stops the clock. And being in erotic love binds us, merges us with eternity, and frees us beyond time and space and presence. So in this sense, erotic intimacy is being in the now. Whereas alienation is being in the past, time-limited present, and the future. These are kind of the, the deeper messages of what this story is about. Now, space or materialism is also a trap. Limited time, space is a trap. 
And there's a, a, a Zen story about two waves. One was a small little wave and one was a big wave. And that big wave was very, very uh, proud of being a big, strong wave. If you've ever been knocked over by a wave, as I have, it's real easy to understand the power of the wave. So the big wave was very arrogant in talking to the little wave. And the little wave said to the big wave, you're not a wave. That's an illusion. As we go to shore, you become water, just like me. And we are one. It's the becoming of water and understanding, even when you're in wave form, that we are the oneness of water. That's what takes us into the uh, erotic uh, liberation understanding. And uh, that is the, uh, a very important understanding when we look at how big and powerful. It doesn't matter. You're just a wave waiting to merge into water when you hit the shore. Okay. Um, now, there are some other ways of thinking, and these are more Zen uh, teachings, which I really enjoy. The Master Rizon uh, had basically three rules of how to think about it. One, uh, for spiritual life. Okay. One is move forward one step at a time. Second, most of the time, you want to move forward and not backward. And third, when you've reached the highest rung, you're now free to move in any direction. That's what we call erotic liberation. It's a place where we can fully trust and be in erotic love in every moment. So there's a story of a Zen monk who's really, really, really yearning to be in that space of liberation. And he just wasn't finding it in the monastery. He tried this, he tried that. And finally, in desperation, he said, look, I have to leave because this is not working for me. You know, I've been here 30 years. I'm not getting it. I'm just not getting it. And so... He found this mountain. He saw this mountain in the distance, and he said, I'm walking up the mountain. And as he walked up the mountain with the arrows energy in him, that uh, experience and desire for God, uh, he met a very a glowing, obviously liberated monk with a, uh, a stack of, of wood on his shoulders, walking down. And he said to him, because he had a hint that this person was liberated, he said, might you know of enlightenment? And the older monk let go of his bundle of sticks, and as they fell to the ground, the younger monk became enlightened. And in that process, the bundle of sticks represents all the past, present, future histories that we take with us. And so then they walk down together 
in the glow of enlightenment, uh, in the presence of the divine, in the secret of Eros. Now, Eros also takes us into understanding about relationship. And that's often how we, we think about it. Um, and a spiritual practice is to feel more and more in our life in every moment in Eros, which is oneness. And we, we, we seek love in Eros because we feel that alienation, because we feel that separation, and no other kind of things on the planet really solve it except the oneness with God. And in relationship, and I'm going to talk about essence, okay, female essence, male essence. So uh, a man and a biological male can be primarily female essence, and a biological woman could be primarily in male essence. So we get around the gender issue, okay? So I'm talking about essence here, not about biological male or females. But the female essence is the light of life, the dance of life, and all the wonderful changes of life, light, sound, color, nature, the fullness of life. The male essence is directional, focused, goal-oriented, wants to experience the edge of death, wanting to merge into the nothing. So we have the female essence that wants to shine, be seen, uh, needs people to recognize her light, needs a partner to fully see her. This is one of the most important things in relationship, in an erotic relationship, as the man, the male partner, male essence partner, is able to see the female essence partner, just like in the in, in the message I want, the, the woman uh, by the sea needed to be seen, okay? Now, the male essence wants to be appreciated for depth, uh, wants to lead, wants to feel penetrating the universe, wants to feel, not to feel any constraints. And when we understand these gender tendencies, that's when I'm going to say, when we understand these gender tendencies and speak to each other with the awareness of the other, other's needs, really erotic needs, um, that's when we bring arrows into the relationship because we're really acknowledging and seeing the other person. Okay. Um, and that's a, a key. And, and so the male essence needs to constantly communicate to the female essence love and acceptance and being seen on every level. And the female essence needs to communicate to the male essence that they are successful and they have purpose and are meeting their purpose. And when we understand the arrows of relationship in that way, 
all our communications then begin to create, have the erotic quality of meeting the other person's essence needs. And then the cosmic dance begins. Now, there are different things, okay? The male essence wants to bring conversations to an end. The female essence simply enjoys the conversation. I kind of laugh about that. Um, in an erotic relationship, we create a community of intimacy and trust, and ultimately overall oneness, which is where the eros comes in. Because we feel the self, we feel the other, oneness and beyond, and into beingness. In eros, we let go of the need to feel the sense of the ego self and of boundaries. And we dissolve into the erotic bliss and love. And we let go of the shield around our hearts and allow each other to be seen or felt. We no longer have a sense of separation. In an erotic relationship is when love and light come through most fully. To do that, we have to give up personal preferences for the sake of arrows. In Eros, we liberate love and give our gifts to each other. And then we ask, what liberates the deepest love in our interaction? Let's do it. What best serves uh, you as my partner and the world? Let's do it. So in Eros, sexuality also is about liberating love. And in Eros, we feel all of creation in relationship. And we're open to the beyond. We're open to the beyond. So our, in a sense, exercise, our practice is how do we learn or learning to communicate erotically on this level where we're really speaking to each other and acknowledging the oneness and the beauty in the other. And that is a wonderful way to live. So in, in concluding here, my name again is Dr. Gabriel Cousins, a physician of the soul, a psychiatrist, family therapist, spiritual teacher. I have a variety of, of uh, workshops that I do, uh, including state relationship. Um, and you can reach me at treeoflife.mn.co or drcousins.com or info at Tree of Life. So you can access me there. You can get to all the programs. I have weekly programs and have, uh, you know, a variety of other programs that are going on all the time. So I invite you to join part of that. And I have 13 different books. And the book where I talk most about this level of arrows is Into the Nothing. And I invite you to find that. You can get it through Infinite Life Publishing. So I bless everyone that we begin to enter into a way of life that brings arrows and as a constant experience of the, of the divine, 
into our lives. Blessings to everyone. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today. Today.